Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with yet another Tim May podcast. And, man, have I got a co-pilot of co-pilots. Actually, he's a bow-pilot. Bo Bishop, welcome finally to the Tim May podcast, man. I've been wanting to have this for a while now, brother. I mean, I've been hearing about this every Friday when you're on for, yeah. I don't know, like eight years. And I was wondering if I was ever going to get an invite. So I'm honored and thrilled that I finally uh, got in and passed the velvet ropes and I'm now on the cast. I, I quit trusting the mail to deliver that invite. And I finally did it, you know, <laughs> via via whatever we did it with their text messaging. Yeah. But dude, the next several minutes, you know what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, uh, the, the the upheaval in major college sports, especially we're going to kind of center on football for the most mm-hmm. part, just continues. And I want you and I, I want us to treat this like those. Remember those moments we do those uh, average Joe shows or I do wall to wall. And yeah. then you and I would go out in the hall and talk for another hour. Yeah, you know, I at, do. At Channel 10, your beloved days at Channel 10, your cherished yep. days at Channel 10. <laughs> Let's treat it like we're out in the hall, not, not in the studio. You know what I'm saying? You got it. Well, but keep the cursing down. I know you like right. to curse. <laughs> uh, he's one of the straight arrows I've met, ladies and gentlemen, Bo Bishop, a 97.1 The Fan, extraordinary uh, talk show host. He's endured many, uh, what, co-hosts now. Now you're just plucking co-hosts off the street, aren't you? I, I just said to hell with it. I don't need them anymore. <laughs> I'll just do I'll roll solo, give those guys the nameless, faceless, give them a little more time, and I'll just run it. We'll just do yeah. it that way. I yeah. could have more guys go be, you know, go up, go be grad coaches somewhere else. You know, I was running exactly, out of exactly. Now you yeah. plucked the Austin Ward's going to be coming on. I'm sure a lot, yeah. you know, because you guys have hired yeah. him uh, in a, in an adjunct role. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, yeah. of course, I've been doing this for a while now, and I totally enjoy the moments I'm on 97.1 to fan, including yeah. I'm getting to co-host again this week on the Buckeye Show. A couple of That's times fun. this week. Well, all you. You know, you, you big talents take your vacations, your hard-earned vacations. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, let's get right to the matter. You know, we're wasting time here, as, as usual. I'm getting that Georgia mud, and I'm spinning my wheels. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bo, we're, we're presiding over the, the greatest upheaval in major college sports. I think you agree with me on that. And then on top of that, let's just center in, center on football at this point. Uh, I mean, it's stunning that USC and UCLA – are going to be part of the Big Ten. But then when you step back, not stunning at all, right? I mean, this was – something was coming like this. Uh, Those two guys put their arms around each other and said, let's go sell ourselves, and we're going to knock on the Big Ten's door first. They did, and the Big Ten, of course, jumped at it because last year at this time, what were we talking about? Oklahoma Oklahoma, and Texas going to the SEC. So just, number one, what's your initial take to that? And number two, how feasible is it? And number three – you kind of saw it coming, didn't you? Yeah. So is it, is it, I guess where I am at with it right now is it is both, I'm, I'm really thrilled because of what I do for a living and where I do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, continuing to do it in Columbus, Ohio, in the, in, in a real Mecca of the sport and where the, the sport kind of revolves around where we are. And it's my favorite sport to cover, to watch. It has been my whole life. 
And that gets into the sadness part of it, Tim, because I grew up in Montana and in my lifetime, Colorado won a national title. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia Tech won a national title. BYU won a national title. Washington won a national title in my lifetime. Yeah. None of that's possible anymore. And part of the cool thing that I loved about college football was, was the regionalization of it that, you know, there were no, I mean, we had one double a football where I grew up, but I mean, in term, but Colorado was touchable. I could touch Colorado and I could, I, boy, that's amazing. Like big time college football can happen in Denver. And then they would play other teams around, you know, they played Nebraska and they would play some California schools from time to time. They're in the big eight at that time. And I, I am sad in that sense that that is now lost. Um, the notion now that Southern California is in the Big Ten is absurd. Um, and if you'd have told me 20 years ago, ten, five years ago, that that would be the case, I would have said you're nuts. There's, there's just no way. Um, and so I have real mixed feelings about it. Um, I feel for I've got so many friends and family who are on the West Coast who grew up on Pac-8, Pac-10, Pac-12 football and sports. And that's gone. I mean, I don't I don't know if that that league can last the summer. Um, So it's mixed, right? That side of it, the the feasibility, and I'm sure we'll get into this at greater length. I don't know how you don't give those two schools dance partners out there. I I don't think you can have them on an Island. I I mean, those schools aren't Nebraska in terms of their, their proximity to talent, but Nebraska kind of felt like it was on an Island. This is a whole nother Island, uh, you know, out there. The Hawaiian Islands. Yeah. It's just (laughs) to me, I don't even know how you do it in the non-revenue sports. You know, we do everything through the prism of football, yeah. I don't even know how you're going to do it. So I, I have to think that they're going to give them some dance partners out there. And the last part, should we have seen it coming? Yeah. I mean, when I thought the big 10 dropped the ball with Texas and Oklahoma, like to me, that's, those would have been no brainers a year and a half ago. If, if, if you believe the reporting that they had come to the big 10 or let it be known and the big 10 said, ah, you know, I, I don't know how that conversation went, wasn't in the room, but those two schools would have been perfect in that they would have given Nebraska dance partners but as soon as that happened, and I remember going on the air and saying, well, you got to go get the only brands left that are on that level are Notre Dame and USC. Those are the yeah. only ones left. So you got to figure out how to do that, however that makes sense. And so should we have seen it coming? I suppose, but it still doesn't make it any less weird that it did and that this is where we're at. What makes it a little more feasible, in my opinion, is uh, when you go to the West Coast, you're going to play both. I mean, I'm talking about the you know, the, the uh, Olympic sports and probably basketball, both women's and men's basketball, you're going to play both of those teams on the same swing. I do believe that's yes. what we're going to say. I'm talking about when you go West, Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, same, same thing with the quote Olympic sports, you know, they won't all be going out there every year, you know, at the same time as you will know. And, uh, you know, Ohio state might make one trip every three or four years out there mm-hmm. to play either USC or, or, or UCLA in football, for example, but where, where it seems unfeasible is the other way around is USC and UCLA, every other right. every other game in the Big Ten is going to be a road game, you know? Except when not up the road. Third. Huh? Not up the road. No, it's a not road. up the road. Now, with that said, Oregon came in here and played a noon game and beat Ohio State last year, you know? Yeah. So it's not – that's not unfeasible. But like you said, it's it, – um, and when you read, you know, the explanations from the UCLA and the uh, USC presidents, I mean, they took that – they said they took that into account. Uh, you know, we were talking to Gene last week and uh, Christine M. Johnson, the president of Ohio State, just about that very thing. But, you know, as, uh, as, as I pointed out, the, the, the travel toughness is going to be more on those two yes. schools than it is 
on Ohio, you know, the, 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 the big 10, the, the original, the original 14 of the big 10. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But, but let but, me ask you, did you, but, 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 but one last thing, the, the pandemic proved, everybody's talking about academics and stuff. The pandemic proved that, you know, you don't have to have classrooms necessarily anymore. People don't have to have butts and seats anymore. You can definitely get academic work done sitting anywhere. You know, you could probably still get it done in Kiev if you're sitting in yeah. Kiev right now, as yeah. long as there's not a rocket coming in. I mean, right. you know, I mean, you can take classes anywhere now. So the academic part is not a real question mark for me. But like you said, after about three or four years of USC and UCLA coming east every other week, that's got that's got to, that's going to have to get old. You agree? I do. And I do you feel any of that? What I was saying, did you did you yeah. have any of that sadness? Like, well, did that I, hit you? Here's, here's what I have, Bo. I don't know if that's I, the right word, but did you have any of those feelings? I don't live in the past too much. I mean, as yeah. soon as as soon as Texas A&M joined the SEC and then, of course, followed up by Texas and Oklahoma, you know, Missouri's in the SEC. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Yeah. As uh, soon as that all happened, we all knew we, you look around the country and you go, where's the low-hanging fruit now? Where's the blue blood yeah. low-hanging fruit? Like you said, USC. Well, I'll throw UCLA in there just based on their basketball, you know, sure. uh, yeah. bloodlines and, and a little bit of football, you know, just ask Woody Hayes about UCLA's football team. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, but, uh, but then, you know, I was going to just jump quickly to this. I mean, there's one blue blood left, right, in my opinion. I mean, that's, that yeah. makes sense. Yes. And maybe you might add a team from the ACC if they're willing to dance. But it just pretty much is uh, as when I asked Gene about the other day, you know, you being a, a Notre Dame alum, uh, that's got to be what's next. Yeah. And, and all he said was, you know, he's believed all along that Notre Dame should be in a conference, especially in this modern time. Yeah, you can pine for the old days, but the old days aren't coming back. It's over. Now. I mean, it's over. we were headed. Gordon Gee said 20 years, 25 years ago. He could foresee uh, two 20-team mega conferences down the road. Yeah. You know, we're getting really damn close to that. And uh, we are basically ruling the roost. But do you agree that Notre Dame could be the, you know, almost happened 15, 20 years ago, if you remember correctly? I do. And their alums got all upset because they wanted to maintain their independence in football. You know, I think now if, if if I were the Big Ten, this would be ultimatum time. Yeah. And I'm not so sure that that this hasn't been communicated to them already. Yeah. Um, but I would say it is right now or it's never. And we mean it. It is for it's never. We'll never. You're never getting this offer again. This is your one shot. Um, it, if you want to join this thing, we'll do it right now. And the other thing I would say is don't be surprised that if you say no to this, that our member schools won't play you. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about historically Notre Dame, obviously USC is a big one. Yeah. That's their rivalry. But you also have played consistently. You played Michigan a lot. For a lot of years, you played Michigan. When I was a kid growing up, the Notre Dame-Michigan game was a big circle, the calendar game. Yep. Ohio State's played them from time to time. Michigan State, Purdue, like all of these schools have played them. Like if, if I were the Big Ten, I would – I would. I think you have all the cards. I don't think Notre Dame has any cards left at this point to play. This is the one league that they could be in that makes sense. I took big note when Gene said what he said. Uh, I took big note when Brady Quinn said what Brady Quinn said over the weekend that maybe it's something we ought to look into. I would, if I were the Big Ten, I'd be pretty heavy, heavy-handed. I would inevitably go to twenty because I, I really think it's important that USC and UCLA have two t- two more teams out there so that everything isn't two thousand miles east. I, I think it's important. I think. 
that for their identity, I think they need that too. So whether that's Stanford and Oregon, I've seen those schools thrown around. I can't imagine Tim like Phil Knight, not making sure Oregon's taken care of with his influence in the sport. Yeah. I just can't imagine that. Uh, but yes, but, yeah. uh, ultimatum Notre Dame and then pick two more. If it, whoever you want it to be, get to 20 two ten 10 team, con- you know, divisions and away you go. Yeah. You know, I would think, you know, you're going to laugh, but I would think Arizona state might make a play too. I mean, just might sure. hold its hand up to see how it's, uh, you know, taken, uh, you know, Oregon's the most, from a travel standpoint, that's the toughest place to get to of the yep. teams we're talking about. Cause you know, they're nonstop flights to LA out of yep. Columbus and uh, you know, Chicago, Detroit, et cetera. You know, it's easy. It's a lot easier to get there than it is to fly from here to Denver, connect and go to Portland and then yep. drive down or wherever <laughs> to Eugene. To Eugene. Yeah. Right. Eugene. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm 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 so mad that trip got canceled two years ago because me too. My buddy Snook and I were gonna go out there and spend like a week, man. And yeah, hang out, play band and dunes. Great, yeah, we're gonna have a great time. I was gonna relive an animal house, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> but I digress. But don't you back think? To, back to what we're talking about, though. Uh, do you get the sense it will be Notre Dame as one of the maybe next two or or, or four? You, I think you, it has to be. I I don't know yeah. what else. You know, what other option do they have yeah. where they can maximize their value? When you're talking about $100 million per team from a value standpoint, the ACC cannot give them that. Um, the Big 12, it can't give them that. The SEC is never going to be a fit for them. Um, so, like, there's just no other place for – this is where they ought to be. Geographically, it's where they ought to be. Ideologically, it's where they ought to be. It yep. makes all the sense in the world. And the other thing you got to remember with this, and, and I was talking to a – I can't remember the guy's name. He was a beat writer at Oklahoma. And I was talking to him after the Texas Oklahoma thing. And I said, what led to this? And he goes, I'm going to, he goes, something that people aren't talking about is, is this a little bit. The, the OU fans didn't have that many great games that they wanted to see on campus. Right. Like, right. because they play Texas and Dallas. So every other game it's Baylor, it's West Virginia, it's Texas. Like they yeah. weren't getting a steady diet of stuff that entertained. Yeah. And he's like, they were kind of fed up with this Big 12 schedule. So, so obviously, yes, the money is what led you to the SEC, for sure. But there was also this notion of this, this schedule is not attractive to our fan base. We don't want to play this anymore. And for Notre Dame, if this is the one that provides the best of everything. It provides the most money, and it provides an incredible schedule for them. And be, they could still play the, the military schools, Navy, if they want to, whatever. Um, and, and so I, I think those factors should be overwhelming for Notre Dame. Sure. And I really don't know. Don't you think like if you're, oh, if, sure. you're if you're the Big Ten right now, don't you make and I'm not convinced again, Tim, that it hasn't already been said, but I would say right now or never. Yeah. You know, you know, the Big Ten claims it's not in a hurry to add those next two, you know, or those next four. We'll yeah. see. But, you know, it's funny, Bo, you just touched on it. Remember when we were out there for uh, when Ohio State played? I think you were around then. When Ohio State played at USC in 2009. Yeah. Beanie got hurt. Beanie Wells. Yeah. yeah. Todd Beckman, of course, but mm-hmm. almost yeah. got killed in that game. And then Terrell Pryor started. Mm-hmm. My point was tickets for that game, if I remember correctly, were 75 bucks a piece yeah. for, the, for the USC-Ohio State game. The yeah. next week, if I remember correctly, because I wrote a little thing about this, they were hosting, I think it was Washington State, either Washington State or Oregon State. Mm-hmm. And the tickets for that game were $45 a piece. Right. You understand what I'm saying? I, I do. Mean, at the Coliseum. Yeah. I mean, it's always been, you know, 
about that. It's always been that, like even in the Big Ten, you saw Ohio State not have not have capacity crowds half the time last year. Yes, uh, but you can't. You're not going to have Ohio State play in USC and UCLA every year. You know what no. I mean? Either. Uh, no. But the possibility is there, and uh, that's what we're talking about, right? I mean, it's like it's just. I I don't know. I just I just see it. You did not want to lose USC and UCLA to the Southeastern Conference. And people can say, well, that wasn't feasible either. I go, you know, you and I both know Greg Sankey He's, don't care. I mean, he don't care. He he would have put that package together in a heartbeat and probably yep. thrown Arizona and Arizona State in there just so they'd have two buddies yep. out there. You're you're that what I'm saying. Without right? question. Right? There's no question. Yeah, he um you know, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. Yeah, he he has been a step ahead on this. On a, the SEC, I mean, people get sick of me talking about it, but they've really been they've been incredibly revolutionary in their approach to football for a while. Uh, they were the first to do a conference championship game. Um, they in, in those early years, I think Roy Kramer, if I remember, was the SEC commissioner at those times when they launched the SEC title game. Yeah, um, and they didn't. Nobody wanted to carry it, like nobody gave them any money for it. Like CBS just put it on. Yeah. And that loyalty is what led to them sticking with that CBS package for so long. And while backage, everyone always said, well, that was the best deal in sports. You got the SEC game of the week at 3.30 for 20 years or 30 years or whatever. But here's what it did. It, and this was something that Sankey, uh, I, can't, who, I can't blank on the guy before him, but then Kramer was the first guy. But what they did, what they understood was, this is a television show that is going to be produced by CBS nationally every week at 3.30. And all of a sudden, if you were in Columbus, Ohio, Boulder, Colorado, Los Angeles, wherever you were at 3.30, if you're bouncing around, oh, what's the big SEC game? All of a sudden, they became national brands. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the most regional of conferences. Yeah. The most regional. And all of a sudden, by that, th- that was a huge factor in their growth was that 3.30 CBS window. So would Sankey have taken SC and UCLA? Yeah, he would have. Yesterday, he would have taken them. Yeah. That was he couldn't the, allow that to happen. Yeah. That was a major salvo that I think helped usher major college sports into that next realm, into the modern realm, you know, because then you had to follow. And Jim yeah. Delaney and Big Ten did that. Of course, Jim Delaney took it a step farther with the Big Ten Network. You know, I mean, nobody, mm-hmm. you know, I remember when they presented it to the to the editorial board, their idea, the editorial board at the dispatch. I got to sit in on the meeting because I was an expert. <laughs> and uh, and you know, a lot of people left there shaking their head because you know what I mean. Some of the, yeah, one man in there owned a, owned a TV and radio TV and radio stations <laughs> in Columbus, right? Yeah, and uh, and Jim Delaney, I remember him asking me how he did, how you think I did, and I said, I think you did really well, man. But I'm telling you, this is going to be a tough sell to the people, to the to the dyed in the wool, you know, traditionalists and blue bloods out there. And uh, Gene brought it up the other day. That, first, that season opener the first year when Ohio State was on the Big Ten Network wasn't on every cable outlet in, in the state, and they they heard hell from that. Yep. But now, you know, it became the model, you know. Yep. And then, of course, the uh, SEC has followed, the, but the Pac-12 has always been way behind way. in that realm. And the money there, you cannot laugh at it anymore. You no. can't say we don't need it because it's – it's the rich and the poor when it comes to Big Ten and SEC versus the Pac-12 of all places, and even the Big 12, as you well know. And, uh, you know, and, and the great thing is Christina Johnson and Gene, but especially Chris John- Christina Johnson, didn't shy away from that the other day about how the money is dry. Definitely money is the huge part. Fox is definitely 
you got to know Fox is in the hen house here on this one, right? There's no question. Uh, real quick on Christina Johnson and Gene. I have, and you and I have talked about this for the longest time, probably yeah. as long as I've known you, we've talked about this. I have wanted Ohio State to be a damn bully, but they won't. They're such good partners. If you took a drink every time Gene talked about being a, you know, a conference partner and all of that stuff, like they will walk that walk. Well, yeah. I think COVID broke that. Yep. I think COVID broke that, and Gene acknowledged that in his presser on Thursday um, that they were talking about going rogue and going solo. And I think that they're driving this thing. And I think for the first – it feels like Ohio State is finally like, you know what, if you guys want to be worried about this stuff, fine. This is where the money is. We It matters so much here. We are not going to allow this football program to lag behind. And, Tim, people can laugh about it when I say this. In major college football, you know this. You're one bad hire. You're one bad hire from, from going down. Yeah. Like for 40 years, Ohio State has made great hires. It's amazing, this run they've had. There hasn't been a, a bad apple in any of them in terms of the quality of the coach. And, and, but you're one. It's one bad hire. And you get, go look at recent – go look at some of the Alabama teams after oh, Stallings left. I remind people quick. of that all the time, man. Yeah, it happens quick. No one's immune to it. So this, this keeps Ohio State in the mix for – in perpetuity. I mean, yeah. you're, you're not, you're always going to be in the mix. And I think that Gene and Christina deserve a lot of credit for that. Yes. ESPN and Fox are running the whole thing. I mean, that's, they're obviously running the game. I've been saying this for a few years on, on my show. And I, I think it's, it, it's found, it's, it feels like it hits with the audience. Uh, what I'm, when I'm talking about all this stuff and it's this, they are making television shows. That's all sports is it's television shows. Let me interrupt so, you. Let me interrupt yeah. you. I, I've, I talked about this with you before, too, and on your show. It bothered me at the time, but there was an athletic director. I can't remember who it was in the Big Ten. I was just talking this like 20, 25 years ago, and he goes, he goes, yeah, we've got to provide inventory for, for, for ESPN and for ABC, et cetera. And just that word hit me wrong, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because, but, but if you looked at it, that definitely is exactly what they're doing now, and both are both are – both the networks and and the Big Ten and SEC are benefiting greatly from it. We may not like all the kickoff times, et cetera, but wow, you can't knock that this has been a good marriage and it's only going to get more lucrative. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no but it, it is. It's a television show. That's what it is. And with everything else in our world, everything else in our world is on demand, right? Yeah. You don't have to wait. If you if there's a show you, you like Yellowstone, let's say you like Yellowstone or whatever, you go on Paramount Plus and you you get the app and you can download it and you watch the whole series one after another. They just keep stacking. Yeah. There's one thing that isn't DVRable and not on demand, and it's sports. Yeah. Sports happen at this time. You I can't DVR it. I think most people can't because I think it gets wrecked because you got people texting you about what happened. Like there's no way I could DVR a big time college football game. It'd be wrecked for me within 10 minutes with buddies. Hey, did you see this? Oh, did yeah. you see this? No chance. You have to watch it live. So that's the NFL has this college football has this. The television show is the last thing that you can't DVR. That's not on demand and, and you can sell premium advertising for premium sponsorships for that's why all of these networks are throwing a billion dollars at these entities because they're locking in. They're locking in this, these television shows. Yeah. And the thing about it is, you know what it is. It's reality TV, but you don't know how it's yes. going to how it's going to yeah. finish. That's what's great about mm -hmm. sports. I mean, I'm up in Mid Ohio. You know, I'm DVRing the the Formula One race uh, of this past weekend. Goes up. At, I was up in Mid Ohio Sports Car Course the whole weekend, 
And uh, I go home. Uh, when I get home, I fast forward through the qualifying and just get the last two minutes of each each level. And then I fast forward through the race. And, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's the best way to watch to watch racing to a certain extent. But you don't know who's going to. But, of course, people ruined that for me both days, just like yep. you were talking about. Yeah. Mine is, hey, I wanted, hey, I wanted to segue. That was a good segue for me because I, <laughs> I caught up with Cage Stover. Okay. You know, uh, at Middle Ohio because he was the grand marshal. He was the guy that got to say uh, drivers – Start your engines, as he said. But uh, but I caught up with him uh, and had a little conversation just about that, but also about this Ohio State football team. And let's just break right here and let me throw that in there and then come back. We'll get your little bit, little bit of your take, and I'll throw another thing in uh, that I talked to him about, uh, just about the state of college football now. But let, let's get to that first, Bo. Yep. Kate Stover, how, just how, how big over the top is this a moment for you? You grew up right down the road from uh, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. No, we are given the command, you know? Man, this is really cool. I mean, I grew up five minutes away from here selling raffle tickets out front, so, I mean, I'm just tickled to death to be here. You used to sell raffle tickets out front? Yeah. Give football, me some like, insight. Yeah, so we used to come here as a football team or basketball team like, during the big races and just try and sell raffle tickets, raise money, like, for shootouts, uniforms, and stuff like that. I've never actually been back to a race. I mean, this is – I'm pumped. Have you ever been to a race here? I mean, uh, did you used to come here and no, see races? No, I mean, like I said, we used to sell raffle tickets out front every year. And then go home? And then, I mean, we'd sit out there until people come out, too, and try to sell them again. And then yeah. we never actually had tickets to the race. Hey, what is it like thinking about you grew up there working your butt off on a farm, and today you're this sort of a hero here, you know, a celebrity I don't at know. a big-time event? I don't know. I don't really look at it like that, I guess. But, like, I mean, working on the farm, I mean, Whenever you get to do something, I guess it's always fun. Yeah. Hey, last thing, what is the sense you have of this football team? Is you guys are in the middle of summer, you got a little bit of a break. Yeah. Do you, what What do you like about what you felt around, I guess, the workouts and stuff, uh, about where you guys are headed? It's the best football team I've been a part of since I've been here. And I said something because 2019 was crazy team, 2020 was national championship team. So I think this will be the closest and the best type of people we got in the locker room, along with all the talent. I mean, it's going to be. We're going to do something this year. Yeah, you're one of those few guys that knows as much about the defense as you do the offense, yeah, right? Yeah. You like that tour, right? I love it. That you had, but now it. you're at home? I'm home. I'm at good. At tight end? Yeah, that's going to make me play the longest, hopefully. And you know, I like it. And then, uh, I mean, I'm just really excited this year, man. we got a good team. we got a bunch of good dudes. Hey, oh, heck yeah. Hey, last thing. Let's see if you remember your script. What are you supposed to say when you get the microphone? I was supposed to say, driver, start your engines, as far as I know. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I know most people probably fell asleep when you talk about the auto racing part, but I thought it was interesting. He grew up five minutes from mid-Ohio and had never been to a race there until yeah. this past weekend when he was the grand marshal. That's pretty cool, <laughs> isn't it? That is. Yeah, that is. That's one of those things that once you go, then you see how cool it is, but you yeah. really have to go. Yeah. Well, you, at least a few times, but I yeah. don't know if I want to fight that traffic, traffic every day. But uh, <laughs> but the other thing he talked about, Bo, he thinks this could be the best Ohio State football team he's been on coming up in 2022. And of course, he's going into what his fourth year, but uh, uh I think you agree with that. I definitely agree with that from what I'm seeing, especially with the Jim Knowles hire. I think this this team is going places. I'm, we're going to talk about that a lot more, I'm yeah. sure, over the next two months. But when you hear a player talking that way, it kind of buoys it, doesn't it? It does. I, you know, I 19 was pretty damn special. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was probably the most – you know, it's interesting. Like I, I, the most talented Buckeye teams don't win national titles. Right. It's kind of strange that way. Um, but 19 is the best of this run, you know, that I've seen. This one certainly has the makings. The Knowles piece is the whole piece, right? And yeah. And I've asked you about him. We've talked about him off air and on air. I've talked to other people about him, and it it all sounds great. But you got to see it. 
you know, and, yeah. and the other thing is, is, you know, they need some kids, especially on the defensive side of the ball, you know, to play to their stars a little bit. They, they need them to kind of play to the hype on the defensive front. Um, I still have questions about where they are at linebacker. I don't know if they're good enough there. I don't know, you know, in terms to win it all, but God, I mean, it's them and Bama. And here's the deal. If yeah. you have, this is the thing they've got, this is why, you know, you could pencil in them and Bama right now. And I think you and I both feel pretty good about it. Do you have a dude at quarterback? Because if you go look at the teams that have won national titles in the last 15, 20 years, yep. they've got dudes. They got pros. It's rare. Stetson Bennett's a rare exception. And they had, what, 20, 20 defensive guys drafted this year? I mean, oh, yeah. you have to have that type of overwhelming talent. Plus, let's remember Bama's injuries Yeah, at receiver. Like, you have to have that type of overwhelming talent on one side of the ball to overcome not having a dude at quarterback and – We've got a dude. So, I mean, it's yeah. that you're going to be in the mix because of him and all the offensive talent for sure. But I don't think it's a team without question mark. Do you? No. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, yeah. I mean, no. First, you want to see this defense actually work. I'm talking about Ohio State. Number two, yeah. Jim knows coaches, the linebackers. Dude, they've been, you know, your, your boy, James Laurinaitis. I mean, you know, now uh, on the uh, Notre Dame staff. I mean, you, everybody could see the train wrecks that were going on at, uh, at linebacker off and on throughout the last couple of years. Jim knows. Yeah. I mean, it appears to have rectified that, in my opinion. But then on top of that, you've got guys that have played. I mean, still Chambers is not going to be switching from offense to defense. He's already on defense. You know what I mean? Right. Unlike right. last year. Uh, Tommy Eichenberg, Jim Knowles just, just thinks he has made huge strides. Uh, they've got some talent there. I'm not yeah. going to name everybody on the roster. It's, but then a 4-2-5, you only need two of them. You know? Right. And they, they feel like they've got talent at safety. That's Really, the key little uh, meeting room right there, Perry, Perry Aliano, with those safeties. We'll see how that comes along. But I'm telling you, there's some talent in that group. So it's yeah. it's more of them having a scheme that they believe in, and then getting after it. And I think that's what you're going to see. Hey, yeah, I, I mean, it was just disappointing to see them like bullied. You know, yeah. it's oh, been course. a while. Like they were bullied by Michigan, bullied by Utah, bullied by Oregon. Like it was just yeah. weird. Physically. So they got to get over that. Now I got to yeah. see it. You know, I got to see it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I talked to I talked to uh, 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 Cade also about just this up upheaval that we've mm -hmm. seen in in college football in his time in college, and he had a couple of interesting things to say about that. Let's just get to that real quick. Kate Silver, you're not going to be around probably in 2024. You think? No, I will not. Well, what is your thought? I mean, the the big news that. USC and UCLA are going to be in the Big Ten. Uh, I mean, that's not something I would really ever expect, to be honest with you. I mean, that's a haul out there, and I hope they got cold climates to practice in because they're yeah. going to come up here when it's cold. No, but I'm excited to be cool, man. Uh, I mean, just I mean, different varieties of life, different style of football coming over here and playing the Big Ten would be fun. You know, you've been a, you've been in the midst of this. You've seen a you've been in the midst of one of the maybe the greatest change in college football history from the transfer portal to the NIL, which all you guys have gotten to take advantage of, to now these conference changes, Oklahoma and Texas going to the Southeastern Conference. And yeah. Is it crazy what you remember college football being uh, like as a kid? To man, what even, it is like, now? even when we first got here, like 2019, before that was even a thing, like, I mean, it's just the way this has changed to the fact that where, I mean, you got to go play with the big dogs, and now if you don't think you're there, you better go get them because you're not going to get anybody to come play with you. Yeah. Is it, in your opinion, you're playing college, is this a good thing, what's been going on? I think the transfer portal is a great thing. I think because, I mean, coaches can move how they want. I mean, I've been through seven different coaches since I've been here at High State. I mean, so I think the players should be able to have that opportunity to do that, too. I mean, the coach is going to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's funny, uh, uh, Bowie, 
Cade mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, the thing that really stands out about him to him, obviously talking about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. Wow, who saw that coming, right? Yeah. Uh, but then again, maybe if you'd looked really hard, you did see something like that coming. But also the transfer portal, as he said, you know, if coaches can do it, why can't players? And yeah. uh, he, he looks at that as maybe the, the most important thing that's happened in college football over the last couple of years. And I said that on your show. I said on Paul Feinbaum's show that I always thought that this was a couple of years ago. Transfer portal was really going to change things. Then you lump it with NIL. <laughs> that's it. Right. That's that's really been the that's the been the the unbelievable. We haven't even seen it yet, man. No, I know we haven't seen it. I mean, the, the I'm blank. The kid from Pitt who transferred to USC and got the money, like, yeah. you know, I we, we I nobody wants me to, you know, I, I hate even saying it out loud, but like, can you imagine after last season if CJ Stroud would have entered the transfer portal and just said, "What's the bid? Like, what's what's Texas A&M paying for him? Twenty five million? Like, if if a six seven quarterback." who's never played in college is worth eight at to Tennessee CJ's worth 25. I mean, that's so like that's, that hasn't happened yet. I, there was a huge miscalculation in college sports about every, what it was. It, everyone was the captain on the Titanic. Yeah. And, and it was like, well, let's just keep eating our dinner and maybe this will all pass. Meantime, we're banging bells. We're spinning. We're turning off rotors. Iceberg, iceberg, straight ahead. Oh, gosh, this is a fantastic uh, tiramisu. Like, it's coming, and then they didn't do And then all of a sudden you hit it, and it's like, well, now what? And that's what it feels like in college football. Like, it's chaos. I love it because I love the content. But I also – it's crazy, and I don't know that anybody thought all of this stuff would happen at the same time, and they certainly didn't calculate that both of these things would happen at the, basically the exact same time. Yeah. I'm telling you, that free agency portion, though – People got a taste of it this year. Yes. They, unless they figure the transfer portal thing out, it is coming big time. Uh, you know, as the, the, as I keep reminding people, too, about the NIL, it's law now. It's not it's not an NCAA rule. I mean, NCAA totally missed the boat on that, as, as you said, uh, and the band played on, you know, yes. <laughs> on the deck of the Titanic. Although yep. I'm not sure this is the Titanic. It's more like a it is for the NCAA. Ship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It is for the traditionalists, for the NCAA, like the people who who had like the gatekeepers of the sport. Um, this is just total freedom and capitalism for for players, and I I'm for all of it. I just wish there were some guardrails for it, Tim. And right oh, now yeah. there aren't. Right now there aren't any, and I do think like, and I think honestly, the only way that they could come back from all of this would be probably like collectively bargaining it. And, and having like unions and percentage of say, that's probably the only way that they're going to so all Saban was doing with the thing with Jimbo was saying, we got to have some control over this. That's it. It was about control. Collectively bargain is probably the only way that you're going to get it. Well, you said a couple of things there about, you know, collective bargaining, but you only do that with, you can only do that with employees. Right. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? <laughs> that's number right. One. And yeah. number two, dude, if, if you'd have had a, if you'd have had a ping pong match like uh, like Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher had, Jimbo Fisher basically accused Nick Saban, in essence, of cheating over yes. the course of his career. Yes. Uh, in recruiting, can you imagine if that had happened in the Big Ten? Uh, ESPN would have parachuted reporters into Columbus and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they they erased all that with just this was just two good old boys venting, 
you know, yep. no, nothing to see here. Yeah. Even the reporter just let that kind of fly. We'll see if anybody's really fall. But I'm just, I was stunned. I mean, stunned in a bad way that the, everybody just kind of wiped that off like it never happened. No, yeah. I think some of it is just like, well, it, it, it's kind of like we, I was talking with a friend this weekend about like, you know, because, uh, you know, the, the, the Tatgate stuff. And it's like, wait, they, we fired, they fired Trestle for that. Oh, or, that's what we like. Yeah. Devere Posey lost 10 games for that. Yes. And I remember you and I complaining about it in the moment. And I, that's a whole nother podcast. But just from the standpoint of like, I think because it's all now legal, it's like, well, everything's forgiven. Whatever has happened. And I'll be real. Wait, wait, wait. Everything's forgiven if you didn't get caught. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. If it, it hasn't. Like, yeah. I'm guessing Reggie Bush gets his Heisman back. I'm guessing those type of things. I mean, he should have never lost Reggie it. Bush, Reggie Bush is on the College Hall of Fame ba- uh, uh, College Hall of Fame ballot this year. I even voted for him because I said sure. he was a you great should. college football player. Right. Nobody doesn't have his Heisman. You know what I mean? It's a joke. Go ahead, though. No, but I but I think like I think a lot of that stuff will retroactively be made right. And I, I will say this. I liked the cheating. I liked the stuff that was going on behind closed doors. I liked the whispers. It's one of the things that I loved about the sport. Some of my favorite 30 for 30s and some of my favorite sports documentaries, Pony Excess, the SMU stuff. Yeah. How great was that? Yeah. Um, the, who is the guy who was from Mississippi who went to Oklahoma? The best uh, that never was. Marcus Dupree. Marcus Dupree. Marcus Dupree. I love that stuff about, you know, the thousand dollar handshakes and transams and driveways. Like to me, it's all part of the fabric of this thing that I love more than anything. And I am a little sad that that's now over because I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, there was a tale told that Earl Bruce even flew down because Ohio state was trying to recruit Marks Dupree even back then. And, uh, and uh, Earl got, I think, flew into Jackson, and the assistant coach told him what was going on. Yeah. And Earl then turned around and caught the next flight back <laughs> to Columbus because they had no shot. You know what I mean? Uh, right. It was, it was crazy. Hey, Bo Bishop, yeah. that's why I like talking to you in the hall, man. Too bad I limited yeah. this to uh, 30 minutes. But, man, <laughs> we're going to do this again if you have time for one of these days. You, we, My pleasure. You, you be up for it? I'm in you time and place. I'm here for you, brother. You know, you know you're one of my favorite people of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, the man Same. from Montana. I would love to see Montana. That's think? right. That's right. You need to do that. Make sure you do. Hey, but until next week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, for my co-pilot this week, Bo Bishop, this is Tim May. We will see you then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.